Hello, my name is Alison. I pastor a little church in Warrnambool called Sanctuary. Like so many churches, we've been meeting online during shutdown. As restrictions ease, however, we're beginning to grapple with what a post-shutdown church might look like in the era of COVID-19. Join me as I outline a few possible directions as seen through the lens of Pentecost. You can find the story of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. Pentecost is an annual Jewish harvest festival, which was first celebrated 50 days after God handed down the law at Sinai. Here we encounter the disciples 50 days after Jesus' resurrection from death. Like all good Jews, and they were all Jewish then, they are celebrating Pentecost. And that in itself tells us something interesting about how Jesus' life, death and resurrection are being understood. Perhaps the writer is suggesting that Jesus embodies or fulfills the law. Anyway, the disciples are gathered in Jerusalem for the festival when suddenly a whirlwind fills the room. The Holy Spirit comes upon them like fire and they begin speaking in many different languages, all praising God. Well, many other pilgrims are also in Jerusalem at this time. They hear the babble and come running and are amazed. And what amazes them is not the content, but the fact that Jesus' followers are speaking in the other pilgrims' mother tongues. These Jewish people all know the story of Babel, or Babel, where human arrogance led to a diversity of languages and a lack of mutual understanding. But here... They are seeing the ancient curse transformed into a blessing as diverse languages increase communication between peoples. So some are simply confused and others assume the disciples are drunk. And this prompts one of my favourite lines in the Bible. Peter gets up and says, Fellow Jews, they're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. It always makes me grin. I think, oh, the pubs aren't open. Peter goes on to interpret things through the lens of the prophet Joel, who long ago had foretold that God would pour out the Spirit on every kind of person, male and female, young and old, slave and free. And those Spirit-filled people would preach and see visions and dream dreams, and all who called upon God would be made free. Peter preaches for a long time, and at the end, some 3,000 people respond. They are baptised and they commit themselves to the teachings of the apostles, to life together, to meals and to prayer. And so the church is born. That's the story. Now let's reflect on it for this place and this time. Did you feel the poignancy of the first line? When the Feast of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. They were all together in one place. How I long for us to be all together in one place, gathered into one body and singing and praying and sharing bread and wine, food and drink, hugs and handshakes. But we cannot. Instead, we remain separate compelled by the pandemic to huddle in our houses and maintain physical distance.
The reality of being gathered all together in one place feels a very long way away. What we had was good, a regular gathering in a regular place, and many of us are mourning that loss. For as I outlined last week, even when we are able to meet again, many of our usual practices will be inadvisable. COVID-19 is so infectious that gathering in large groups, greeting one another with hugs and handshakes, singing together, drinking from a common cup, handling objects at prayer stations and sharing meals will not happen. And so last week I suggested that the invitation for us now is to find ways to gather safely, whether online or in smaller groups, to pray together, to reflect on our scriptures and to wait. For God is preparing a new way through the wilderness, and this is a wilderness, and we want to be alert to it and ready for it when it's time to walk that path. Working out how to facilitate this process has been the big topic of conversation this last week, and some great ideas are floating around. But until they crystallise, and they have not yet crystallised, I want to look back at the first Pentecost. The disciples gathered all together. But what happened next? The Spirit poured into them and set them on fire. It inspired them to proclaim God's word in the language of people's hearts. And it led them out into the world where everyone could hear and many were convinced that this story was big enough and generous enough for them too. And so the church took shape and grew and grew and grew. And the Acts of the Apostles is all about this flourishing early church. Our human impulse is to find a way to gather all together again. To return to that safe upstairs room, so to speak, and to be with familiar people and to share our faith among ourselves. But this is not the work of Pentecost and it has never been the work of sanctuary. I've been looking through our attendance records. In the nearly four years that we've been meeting, not once has every regular attender or even every committed member been at a service or event. Not once. There has never once been a time when all the disciples here at Sanctuary were gathered together in one place. And to think that is our future is to cling to an illusion. Not only that, but we do have an online presence. Everything we write goes on our website and reflections are podcast. Audiences vary for individual pieces, but every month our website has over 500 visitors. Some of these people are members of other churches. Others have faith but no church connection and still others have no faith at all and yet find this good news intriguing. Some live locally, others in Melbourne and others link in from much further afield. In other words, sanctuary is and always has been much bigger than the people who've gathered together physically and called themselves the church. My friends, at Pentecost, the Spirit threw open the doors and sent the disciples into the world, and nothing has been the same since. It's this same Spirit 
which founded a new little church called Sanctuary. And this same spirit which enables those who meet one way or another as that church to share the gospel far beyond the bounds of the church, the city, the state and even the nation. In the wake of COVID-19, pastoral leader Carrie Newhoff forecasts significant shifts for the church. Among them, he predicts that the future church will be a digital organisation with a physical location. The on-demand access will eclipse live events and that spiritual formation will shift from facility-based to home-based. The future church will be a digital organisation with a physical location. The on-demand access will eclipse live events and that spiritual formation will shift from facility-based to home-based. I look around at Sanctuary and I glimpse this future church. Although we have a geographical location and a history of physical gatherings, our biggest presence is in fact online and always has been. That's where the majority of people encounter the reflections and the stories. It's also where the majority of people encounter the church for the first time. Nearly every newcomer at Sanctuary has turned up not because of personal invitation or physical location, but because they found our website and they liked what they saw. And while some of us hate the Zoom service, others are finding it more accessible and more satisfying than our physical gatherings. We haven't smashed the online stuff and we could do a lot more around social media. Nevertheless, love it or hate it, our digital presence is a huge part of who we are. We are also a church where on-demand access is far higher than attendance at live services, whether those services are in person or online. It's not that the live service isn't important. In fact, it's vital. The live service is the beating heart of sanctuary. It's the thing which unites us and warms us and sends oxygen around the body and pumps away the waste. Nevertheless, just as a heart is small in relation to the whole body, so too is a live service small in relation to our reach into the world. And as a group, we've always been a people whose spiritual formation primarily takes place through personal disciplines. Praying, Bible reading, walking, gardening, household economics, child rearing and other daily spiritual practices. We are not heavily dependent on formal teachings or activities in the hall. Our spiritual formation was never primarily facility-based. It's always been about equipping what happens in the home. So if Newhoff's predictions are on target, then we are well on the way to being the future church, and we are only being beckoned further into that future. So do not be troubled at what we have lost. Instead, celebrate what was good. And then look at what we've gained, what we are learning, and how we are already positioned to keep proclaiming the good news. And as we gather, pray, reflect and wait, let us always remember Pentecost. Let's not waste our energy trying to get all of us together in one place again, for that has never been our reality, and it's never been the goal. Instead, let us wonder about the ways we can gather safely in smaller groups, 
to care for each other, pray with one another, reflect on the scriptures and attend to our beating heart, the live service. In order that the Holy Spirit can continue to work through this little church to reach 30-fold, 60-fold, even a 100-fold of its membership through its witness to the liberating and life-giving power of the Word of Life. Amen. And as someone who shares in this good news, may God's life fill you with joy. May Christ Jesus give you words for every situation and may the Holy Spirit set you ablaze with visions and dreams of love. In the name of Christ I pray. Amen. For another reflection on Pentecost and the call this Reconciliation Week to linguistic humility, visit our website, which is sanctuarybaptist.wordpress.com. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters, and we are a little church. If you would like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal, and you can find the details for this on the website. Great to have you with us, and we'll catch you another time. Peace be with you.